Welcome to the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that takes a look at all things marketing in the world of sports. I'm your host, Rob Cressy, founder of Bacon Sports and Crest Media, and joining me, the founder of Bold Worldwide, my longtime co-host who is documenting his journey of growing a $100 million agency through his video series, Growing Bold, which I highly recommend you check out on YouTube and Facebook, my man, Brian Cristiano. What is up, Rob? That's an incredible intro, and uh, man, it feels like it's been a little while since we've both uh, been on the Sports Marketing Huddle here. Yes, uh, the band is back together, so today's topic, we're going to let you know what's going on in the world of both of us and what's going to go on with the Sports Marketing Huddle in 2018. But Brian, oh, we're also going to dish about lessons that Brian has learned over his journey because it has been uh, a hot minute. So, Brian, let's start with this. What in the world is going on in your world right now? Oh, man, what isn't going on? Uh, it's, dude, it's been so crazy. It's obviously, we, we took a little hiatus from Sports Marketing Huddle. Yeah, a little, pretty big hiatus, I suppose. You've been picking it back up. Um, and the reason that uh, you and I have not spent as much time uh, doing this together as well as a few other things um, is I have been insanely busy uh, building bold worldwide. And it's, uh, it's on a different level of, of busy and, and, and busy might be the wrong word. I guess taking action is probably a better word. Um, I mean, you know, and everyone that's been listening to us for a long time real, you know, knows that, uh, there's been a lot of stuff in the works, a lot of things that I've been focusing on to really, truly grow this company. Um, and it started to take off like a rocket ship in, uh, in the Q4 of last year, 2017. And literally it has just not stopped since. And I mean, it's just like we've, we doubled our growth since last year. Uh, we're, we're, we opened a couple of new offices, um, we, we did a bunch of stuff. We're doing work with Alex Rodriguez. I know this is a lot of, obviously a lot of our fans are sports people. So, uh, there's, dude, it's been so crazy. I don't think I've slept since the new year, literally. <laughs> so let's talk about that for a second, because I actually had a pretty big revelation regarding sleep. I got a Fitbit for Christmas and what I was actually most excited about is that it does track my sleep. And I'm a robot when it comes to routine. Go to bed at the same time, wake up at the same time, because I schedule it just like I would a call. And what I'm finding is that I'm getting, I'm trying to get seven hours of sleep. I'm getting usually 6.30 to 7 every single time. I'm a firm believer in the importance of sleep. So hearing that you're not getting much, uh, a little bell goes off in my head because you may not you're not the first person to grow a 100 million dollar business but are is everybody else getting sleep or what is the sleep pattern of you having an effect on things even though you're definitely team hustle it's a delicate balance i'll be honest right i'm fully aware i actually did a facebook live kind of rant about it the other day and it's tough because yes there is obviously a legitimate physical and mental drain that happens when you don't get a full night's sleep, especially for many days in a row. However, there is also a substantial difference in being able to operate and grind and work for 15, 16, 18 hours in a day, seven days a week, where literally in a one week period of time, you can and and your team can work 
I don't know, what most people might accomplish in one or two months if you're efficient enough. And so when you realize that you can accomplish in one day a week's worth of work and in a week a month or two's worth of work, well, there's a big leg up there. And so then you just have to weigh out the, you got to weigh out the downside, the other side of the coin, which is like, okay, well, am I being productive enough and moving, creating enough momentum to offset my, uh, you know, the physical and mental downside of lack of sleep? And right now the answer is yes. It's obviously not forever. You can't do this forever, but you can do it for I've surprised myself. I'm always a guy that said like, look, I, if I cannot function on seven or eight hours of sleep, I've proven that I can go two to three weeks on four hours of sleep per night. It ain't, it doesn't feel great. But after a while, you kind of start to adapt actually. All right. So let's talk about another thing. You talked about getting things done in a week or a few days that may take uh, a month for others to do. And I think the most logical thing that people are thinking is Brian's doing this via brute force. You always hear so much on social media, hustle, 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 hustle. But I don't think that that's necessarily all of the answer here. Can you help us understand more about how you and Team Bold are able to get more done with less without it just being literally we're forcing ourselves into this uh, square peg uh, it was brute force. You know, honestly, it is a little brute force to some extent. And the reality is I'll give you an example of like a reason why the last four nights I've worked until two or three o'clock in the morning and I'm still up at, you know, seven o'clock and I'm in the office the whole time. Um, the reason for that is, you know, there are three or four opportunities that we have right now. One in which, uh, we're about to, we're, we're working on and finalizing a pitch, uh, you know, for, for a very large brand that everyone would know. Uh, there's two other, uh, uh, clients in which we are onboarding right now. There's another, um, uh, uh, very large scale brand in which we are creating an entirely new dedicated process, um, to, um, to manage an account of that size that is different from way, the way the most agency world works, some, some technology that we're having customized and built specifically for this instance, um, as well working on scaling up uh, our sales process and buttoning that up because one of the challenges that we're having right now is because we made such a big leap, well, the, the, the prospects and clients and customers in which we would have worked with six or 12 months ago, we would have spent a lot of energy on, aren't really actually a good fit. And so now I need to readjust and work with the sales team on how do we, you know, how, to, how do we measure that appropriately? How do we know who's qualified? And then in addition to that, I'm going to be out at the Super Bowl uh, next week, uh, both for a ton of meetings, as well as doing some Growing Bold content, as well as meeting up with, uh, you know, some, some clients and so all of that's happening simultaneously. And the reality is to get to the other side where all of that now has the resources appropriately built and baked into it, you have to go through this stretch period of where, well, I don't have all of the resources for, to where everyone can be at 80 to 100% capacity and get all these things done. Everyone has to be at 120% capacity to get this done. But I can't ask everyone to be at 500% capacity. I'm the only one that can do that, right? I'm the, I'm the founder and the owner and the CEO. And so while people are putting in 120%, some people are maybe even 200% capacity uh, to make things happen because they're very dedicated and, and, and they're excited about these opportunities themselves, I'm the only one that can go beyond that. That's not a reasonable ask for other people. And so that's where you just start to have to make up the lack of resources with time and brute force. And so it's a balance of... 
creating and adjusting infrastructure really quickly and smart, like the stuff we're doing with the technology part, but that requires input. That requires extra time that's not baked in, that doesn't have the resources initially because you're creating that. And so that's where it just becomes brute force to create those resources and that infrastructure to get out the other side smoothly and then be able to continue to scale it because you made those resources. You put in the time, the energy, you got the new people, you got the new technology in implemented, but that just doesn't happen because you say, hey, we have 10 opportunities. Well, do you say, well, in order to do those 10 opportunities, I'm not going to sleep for five weeks? Or do you say, well, I still need my sleep, so I'm going to not do five of those opportunities? That's a choice. And I go for the 10. So I think and, well, and add an eleventh and twelfth. <laughs> so I think I would like to talk about momentum. So momentum to me is very similar to flow. So I can very much envision myself when you guys are grinding, hustling seven days a week. You're like, boom, we love this. This is fantastic. This grind, this is everything that you want. And it's not always that easy. And let's go all the way back to the beginning when the momentum isn't there or when the flow isn't there. So what have you learned that you can share with someone who says, listen, I aspire to do great things, have the mindset that Brian does. I want to get into this momentum and flow seven days a week. But you know, right there, I don't have the deal flow of 10 deals that I've got to work on where you lose track of time. Instead, maybe I'm feeling the grind like the grind actually is instead of the good grind. What can you say to them? Right. Well, I, I would say that it is, uh, it's all a good grind because the reason that there's 10 opportunities and there's a stretch of, of resources to make all of those reality um, and smooth for the future is because we put in the grind six, eight, 10, 12 months ago of creating these opportunities. And so then it might not be a direct opportunity in that moment, but dude, that was growing bold. That's, you know, hiring a three person team that even my account was like, dude, that that's crazy. That doesn't make sense. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, you, you just don't get it. You don't see the big picture. I'm telling you, this is going to turn into business. He's like, oh, it's, it, it's going to be cool for you. It's an ego play. It's not going to turn into direct business. And I knew it. I could see it. I knew that it would work and it did. And so if I didn't put in that effort, which uh, six and a half months ago, starting growing bold, um, that took a lot of time. It took a lot of money. It took a lot of resources. It took travel. It took, you know, again, lack of sleep then because it's like, well, hey, we still got to run this company, but we also need to fly out here and do this content and do the speaking engagement and film it. And I've got to review the edit. And so those are the sacrifices and the grind that happened then to have the 10 or 12 opportunities today. It just doesn't stop. And that's the thing too, where it's like, yeah, I could go to sleep early. I could, you know, I could take a day or two off. I can spend more time, you know, hanging out and relaxing and recuperating. But the truth of the matter is, sure, well, maybe we've got these 10 or 12 deals that are happening right now simultaneously. But if I take the energy out of the front part of that, which is all the other stuff, the content, the sales training, the our processes, if I take my attention off that, you lose momentum there. And so then you close these and then you go, oh, crap, I got to start over again. And so the momentum becomes real. But as you're it's, it's just when you're trying to get over a large change, like going from where we were to where we are now, which is, which is a big jump, um, you're going to have to get stretched. And then you just have to decide, like, am I willing to stretch that far and that hard to make it happen with brute force, but with a plan? So I think there's a lot of people, myself included, that would say, I love what Brian is doing from a grown bold perspective. 
How about I just go and create my own version of Growing Bold or something video-oriented that shares your journey while also providing value to others? What do you say to someone who's thinking about that based on your experience? My, my question would just be, why wouldn't you do it? If you really want uh, to create... If you really want to grow, if you really want to do something big, why wouldn't you do it? Now, the question becomes, are you willing to put in the energy, time, and effort to do it, to keep doing it, to do it when no one's paying attention, and then to adjust your strategy uh, and learn and, you know, and, and be honest with yourself? Am I really good on camera? Can, you know, am I enter- educating, entertaining? Am I delivering value? Am I really doing these things or am I just kind of being on camera because it's a tactic? Because that's the difference. Having a, having a vlog or having a video a docu-series or putting out content or even have a Facebook page where you're putting content or Twitter every single day, the question really is, um, like, does it truly contribute to what I'm trying to accomplish? Because at the end of the day, it's just a tactic. Tactics are great when they're the right tactic for the outcome you're trying to create. And so a lot of people will go and do content or vlogs or whatever and either they don't have uh, the right story. They're not interesting enough. They're not willing to be authentic enough. They're not willing to be honest or open enough. It's not quality enough. They're not entertaining enough. They just don't have, you know, they just aren't charismatic enough to be, you know, anyone care. And there's a lot of variables there. And so it's not a solution for everyone. But if you believe that you can do it, you believe that the exposure will lead to opportunities for you down the line and you're willing to push yourself through that, uh, those growth points and those pain points and the challenges and really audit it and say, hey, what's working? What's not? Am I good at this? Are we good at this? How can we make it better? If you're willing to do all those things and you and you see a clear way for that to create attention in the right spaces that turns into real business later, then absolutely do it. But until you figure out those steps, I mean, dude, I've done content for years until I really put in the time, energy, and effort to figure out what is growing bull, why are we doing it, how, how are we going to get business out of it, how does it grow the company, until I took the time to put all that together and invest the time and energy and resources to do it, it didn't really get anywhere. But now that I, get, I made all those pieces of the puzzle fit, it is at, the results are astronomical. But Brian... I don't have the money, team, resources, or knowledge to do this. So that's one thing that may be going through a lot of people's heads right now. And it's something that I've really been thinking about myself. And I was like, all right, I see what Brian's doing. I completely buy into everything. I know I can execute on these things. What is the simplest way that I or someone could do this? And one idea that I came up with And it is using a new feature that you see on Instagram. So when you've got your Instagram stories, what you can do is you can save each individual one. And then you know what you can do? You can compile them. So one thing that's been on my mind is creating Building Bacon, where I'm going to document and share the journey of me building bacon sports. And I aspire to get something to the level of growing bold, but I know that I'm not there yet. But that doesn't mean that I can't take action. So... For you listening, if you want to do this on the simplest, simplest level, take your Instagram stories and just start compiling one thing from your journey, create a narrative, and then from there you can say, boom, I'm going to strip that out, combine it once a week, and now all of a sudden, here's your little mini series. Is it the best in the world? No. But guess what? That's going to start building momentum. Of course. Look, if you're not doing it, you're not getting anywhere. And I would say in addition to that, I like the the Insta Stories idea. In addition to that, simple, most effective and efficient way. 
is when you come out of something that you're doing, bacon sports, for example, you come off the podcast and you had an aha moment or, you know, something didn't go right or you come out of a meeting and it was a huge success or a huge failure or you had a challenge or a question or something, something that relates to your business, your journey under your lens, not everyone else's that you're going through that right after it happens, grab your phone, put it on, you put your camera on and just say, Hey, I just came out of this meeting and here's what I learned, or it went bad because of this, or here's what went well, or man, it drives me crazy when give me your perspective on the stuff that you're going through, because now what it does and what everyone's afraid of is, well, I don't have the time. How do I come up with the content? The content is what you're actually going through and what you're doing through your lens and your life. And if it's interesting and intriguing enough and I can take some value or entertainment away from it, I might watch. And so the simplest way in Instagram stories is definitely a great way to do that um, because you're kind of documenting. But again, I think it's even you could go a step further. Take out your phone. You come out of something where you're like hyped up or you're frustrated or you're excited. You have some sort of energy because something just happened. Dude, tell me about that in two or three minutes. Post it on Facebook, post it on YouTube, post it on Twitter, et cetera, and then do all the other stuff. It's not that much extra effort. And here's the number one key, and we always talked about this, Brian. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. And this just happened to me yesterday. I'm on the train heading down to WeWork, and I see the guy standing next to me, packed train, reading Tim Grover's book, Relentless, which is my one of my favorite books and one that I highly recommend every single person reads. Tim Grover was Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant's trainer. So now here's the thing. Here's a guy intently reading a book, standing up, and the entire train is packed. How do you stop him? But then as I saw that, I was like, listen, if, if I believe in Tim Grover's philosophy, he would want me to say something to this guy about him reading the book. Because I've never seen a guy reading Relentless on the train, but I knew if he's reading this book, he is the type of guy that I need to know. So I politely interrupted him. We got into a conversation. Guy's name was Alan, and guess what he does? He was a wealth manager. And boom, this is the type of person that you would like to network with. Gave him my card, and guess what? Alan followed up a few hours later via email. We're going to connect. But guess what I did immediately upon leaving the train? And I even tagged you on this, Brian. I, I described what just happened because in my head, uh, fear still happens to me. Even though I try and walk towards fear, it still happens. I sat there for one minute trying to figure out what the best way was for me to interrupt this guy who was literally face deep in this book. And I got through that barrier and I was like, listen, this is how you network on the train. And one of my narratives is you always have to find these weird places on the elevator, on the train, in line at Starbucks. So that is a living example of something that just happened yesterday. It's just that you're making your own opportunities. The biggest opportunity in your life could be the person reading the book across you on the train, the person standing behind you at Starbucks. But if you don't have those conversations, if you don't go outside of your comfort zone, dude, you never know. I think that's something I've been talking about a lot recently and thinking about a lot, which is because I hear, I hear a lot of people. It's interesting because you you know me personally and you've known me uh, since like there was uh, this was a much, much smaller operation not even that long ago. Um, but for the people that don't really know me, there some people are maybe watching or coming into the story now or to the content. They're like, yeah, but but you've had X, Y, and Z. Oh, but but you know, you know, now, now you know Alex Rodriguez, so things are easy, dude. I didn't. You know how that happened is because I did things like what you're talking about, not once in a while, all the time. And I think because some people say like, listen, well, I just never, got, I just you got some lucky breaks. I've never gotten lucky 
I don't get the opportunity, never got the opportunity or opportunity, whatever. You know what it is? It's, I think everyone has an opportunity that walks in front of their face every single day, every day. There's an opportunity in front of you and in front of me. The question is, are you looking for it? And a lot of the time it's not obvious. Are you making those opportunities? Because that opportunity today might not be something tomorrow, dude, but two years from now, you don't know what that guy's doing, who he knows, what business he might start up that needs you or someone he knows. You have no idea. But if you didn't do that, it'll the opportunity will never exist. Mark Cuban said it on Shark Tank when he was uh, turning down uh – Going in on a deal with someone, he said, I don't believe that you're willing to do whatever it takes to succeed. And every time I have the fear of doubt in my head, when I see someone wearing a hat or when I see a situation in which I should take action, and if my first inclination is no, I immediately think about that, and then my next action is yes. And I think the lesson here is you have to take the first step. All it is is one step. And then what's on the other side of fear? Nothing. All of a sudden, me and this guy had a great conversation. So that's something that I hope that you can take to heart because I know both myself and Brian, it's been a very big part of our successes. And Brian, I want to go on something that you tweeted last night, which blew my mind. You had a tweet in one word, what does success mean to you? And I want you listening to this to think to yourself right now, what does the word success mean to you? And I thought about this for about a good minute. I was like, all right, what is it? I was like, I love being creative. I love being happy. I love all of these things. And it came down to one word, freedom. And then I looked on the comments to see what the other people had written. And there's two other people and amazingly, they both wrote freedom. Yep. And you know, it's funny, even after that, there's a lot more freedom. It's pretty much split between freedom and happiness. And it seems like 70% is freedom, which is fascinating because I think that's what everyone really wants. It's, it's, it's the money buys opportunity and freedom. It allows you to do things that you couldn't do because you didn't have the access, right? It's just success is the ability to do what you want to do and enjoy it, which is also happiness, right? I think they're very closely tied. They're almost probably the same thing, right? I think when people feel free, they're happy. When people are happy, they feel free. And so, dude, that's all it is. The number is just a measurement of some sort, right? So it is, it's really, I don't know, man, it's, it's, that's, it's deep. It's true. It really inspired me to know that others were thinking the same way that I do. And I wish it was something that others could realize. Because I always say the number one gift I wish I could give people is self-awareness. Because once you're self-aware in all parts of your life, then all of a sudden you have this ultimate freedom because you have the ability to make choices on everything that you do. You want to know how to get absolute true self-awareness? How? I've actually figured it out. I'm not even kidding you because I know this is like kind of a big, a little bit of a narrative right now, especially in the entrepreneur space, right? Like really know what you're good at, et cetera, et cetera. Do you know how you get absolute maximum self-awareness? Film yourself and watch all of it because what's really incredible aside from obviously the exposure of growing bold and obviously the fun of it and the, you know, the micro celebrity thing, you know, whatever, all that stuff's cool. You know what the most fascinating thing, especially in the first like three months of doing it, as I watch stuff back like raw footage or moments of meetings, I go, man, sometimes I would tell the people, sometimes tell my staff and and other times I just keep it to myself. I'm like, man, how I thought 
I presented that in that meeting was not at all how I presented it. Oh, I thought I was being all cocky and confident. I really just sounded pretty average. When I thought that I was like really pretty crappy in the way that I delivered on that, you know, conference call. And I'm like, no, that sounded fantastic. And what it starts to do is it starts to bring what you think you're doing and what you're really doing a lot closer together. And that is what self-awareness is, is when the way that you are perceiving yourself is the way that everyone else is relatively perceiving you and that you can start to see where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are, the things you say, don't say, the way you act, the way that you look, you know? And the only way to truly do that, dude, is to film yourself. Even if you're not gonna use it for content, I honestly, I suggest every single person, especially salespeople, entrepreneurs, you should film your conference calls, your cold calls, your meetings if you can, even if it's just on your iPhone, it's never going to go anywhere and watch it back and listen to it and be open to it as if you're watching some other unrelated person and critique them very harshly. You'll be very shocked at what you say. I absolutely believe in that. As somebody who has spent a large majority of my life on camera, uh, I can attest to the power of that. So, Brian, as we get to the, the back end of this episode, what can they expect out of the sports marketing huddle in 2018? And here's what's going down. I'm very aware of what Brian and Team Bold are building with Bold Worldwide, and I continue want to be a positive asset to them. But here's the thing. I believe in what we have built with the Sports Marketing Huddle podcast and especially the community that we've built and the people that can get value from this, from the classes that we've talked to. Get this, Brian. I had a young 19-year-old entrepreneur hit me up a week ago saying, Rob, I want to build a podcast network. Will you jump on a call with me? I want to be part of Bacon Sports. I jump on a call and guess where this kid was from? Terry Wetzel's uh, high school <laughs> class that you, you spoke to them and then I spoke to them because they listened to the sports marketing huddle and he he thought that... I was the type of person that would respond back to what they were doing because they enjoy this journey that we're sharing with them. So I know the positive impact that we can have on others, which is why in 2018, I wanted to get this party going again, even if Brian wasn't going to be able to be part of it as often. So here's what I'm envisioning right now, and this is certainly a work in progress. I'm envisioning Brian might be able to jump on for 30 minutes once a month. We're going to get our doses of goodness and absolutely love that. In the meantime, what I'm going to try and do is get a different thought leader as a co-host for the Sports Marketing Huddle each week. And I'm going to try and post an episode on Mondays and Wednesdays to try and give you at least two episodes a week. If I can do more, I will. But these thought leaders, they're going to be awesome. They're going to be like Brian. They're going to be like Jim. They're going to be like Jordan, the ones who have uh, been on the Sports Marketing Huddle so far. So if you are a sports marketing thought leader, who loves the sports marketing huddle, I want to hear from you. Hit me up on Twitter at Rob Cressy. I will send you the application to become the co-host because I believe there are so many people out there that can have a positive impact on this audience that we can all learn from, including myself. Yeah, I think it's awesome, man. And it, it's uh, it's one of those things where we built something that's great. I love the sports marketing huddle. I think uh, 
Dude, the amount of connections, that story is awesome. And there's so many of those kind of instances where people have reached out to you and me and, 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 you know, it's been really an awesome journey and it's something that I want to continue. It's just, you know, dude, I mean, we kind of talked about everything that's going on. I just do not have the bandwidth and time to be fully dedicated to it, but that doesn't mean that it has to stop. And so I love the idea. Um, you keep it going. I'll pop in when I can time to time, at least once a month. I mean, hey, you know, got a little extra time here. We'll jump on. Why not? Like, let's keep it going. Let's do it. I know uh, you and I, uh, you know, again, same kind of thing. We're going to get it up and running probably in the next couple of months. Uh, but you and I are going to do some other stuff where I'm going to launch a Growing Bold podcast as well. We'll do some crossover stuff. I think you're going to probably come on it a bit, you know, maybe frequently. We, you know, we'll see when we want to announce what that might be. But I think it's going to be pretty cool. And uh, it's just, yeah, man, I think it's just we keep spreading it out, spreading the love, spreading the info, getting more people on. I love it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be listening to it as well. And then, dude, yeah, I'm going to come on as often as I can, but at least, you know, get in once a month and, uh, you know, the OG, man, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it, we'll keep it rocking and rolling, grow this thing. And here's one thing that is central to everything that I do that is core to bacon sports and every client that I work with is community. I want you to be part of what we're doing. I want you to comment on the podcast episodes. I want you to share it with your friends. I want you to have word of mouth and tell others about this. And if there's things that we can do to make your life better, or if you have questions, we very much want you to be part of this. This isn't just a one-way podcast. This is a two-way podcast. Last year, we had three universities use this podcast as part of their course curriculum to teach others. You know what? I would love to see that number increase. That's going to take time and resources, but you know what? Brian has inspired me through Growing Bold and building a $100 million agency that the sports marketing huddle can be significantly bigger than I've ever dreamed of, and the way that's going to happen is through you, the hustlers and the doers out there that take action. And you know what it takes? It takes one tweet or one email to either Brian or myself saying, you know what? I want to take action. I love it, man. It's all about action. That is it. Go do it. Go grind. I look forward to coming back on Rob and, um, and doing some other stuff with you. And I look forward to keeping the, the sports marketing huddle going, man. It's going to be a strong 2018. For everybody. Amen to that. And true to form, Brian, what is your one takeaway from this episode? Oh, man, my one takeaway is really understanding how hungry you are to accomplish whatever goal that you have in life, uh, regardless of how big or small that is. How hungry are you? What sacrifices are you willing to truly make to make it happen? And then go take action and do not stop until you get there. My takeaway, get out of your comfort zone. This is never, ever easy, and it's something that will be with you for the rest of your life. The more that you can walk towards the fear and the fire, the better. And now time for the action item. Tell your sports marketing friends that the sports marketing huddle is back. And the number one thing that you can do to help us is subscribe on iTunes and give us a rating and review. It helps with discovery and allows us to provide more value for others. If you have thoughts on your on this episode, hit me up on Twitter at Rob Cressy. And Brian, where can people connect with you? You find me anywhere on the internet at Bold CEO is my Twitter Instagram and Facebook handles uh, and on YouTube actually as well and Facebook and Insta are actually Facebook right now Facebook and Twitter are actually where I'm most active so hit me up on there.